Welcome to the Insider's Guide to Finance, where we dive into stories from the front lines of financing public and private companies. I host seasoned CEOs, fund managers, bankers, brokers, and business experts who will answer your questions about how to properly engage investors, finance opportunities, and build outstanding success stories. We dig into the educational how-tos and mechanics of structuring good deals. You'll also hear about strokes of luck, tense negotiations, and the pressures of closing, while also getting insights on how to best navigate the public markets. Welcome back to part two of a three-part mini-series with Cody Sanchez talking about knowing your numbers. In this episode, we're going to talk about pitching and projections and also what it takes to raise capital, whether it be for a small business or a large VC-backed business. Cody, welcome back. Thanks for having me. So I want to start off first with what entrepreneurs need to know when it comes to pitching their financial projections. And so if you're going to be raising capital, what do they need to know when it comes to communicating the financials of their company? So, you know, a couple of things are really important in this regard. One is understand your assumptions. So a lot of times I will see entrepreneurs talk about the total addressable market, the TAM, and they'll talk about the size that they can have if they have a representative percentage of it, but they really won't get very deep into how they put together their projections. Us investors, what we're really looking for is we're trying to understand how you think. How do you think about things? I don't necessarily always care about the end number explicitly. I want to be able to understand how your mind works and how you got to that number. And the way that I do that would be asking a lot of questions, diving into it. And if you can explain in detail why you got to those numbers, then then that might work. The other thing is you've really got to know your unit economics, which means with each underlying business, do you actually understand what it costs you? I've met with a plethora of businesses in which they didn't even understand the margin, the profit margin that they were making on each individual product that they had. So if you know, if one is selling, I don't know, a coffee cup, and that's one of the hundred SKUs or products that you have, you need to understand what it costs you to make that individual coffee cup at varying price points. So that you can express to me why if you sell X and Y and Z of your product, you're going to make X and Y and Z. And so understanding those unit economics is really, really important. And it can be complicated. You need to have models that show all of this stuff because inputs change. And so I think that's a really good item for entrepreneurs to focus on is can you be granular on the details? You know, that's where the devil is. That's very true. And I think back that I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs who they can tell you the number quick right off the top of their head and perhaps even so convincingly so it, it really sounds correct. But the fact is, is they're just a hell of a pitch person. So I think that's something to keep in mind is that granularity and actually being able to show your work like as if you're back in high school. Yep, I agree. The next I want to ask is, should entrepreneurs be pitching big numbers to you or be realistic in how they approach you? Well, I think you always need to be realistic, but you know, and you should, you never want to lie if at all humanly possible. I mean, I think all entrepreneurs have to be kind of irrationally optimistic in order to succeed. And that's actually a good trait. But what you have to remember with investors, if you're trying to go after them, is that they typically need to make three to five times their money on each fund they have. And so if you're going after a VC, that's the goal. And the VC doesn't just have you to think about, they have all the rest of the companies that they invested in to think about. So 
you know, if I have a portfolio of 10 investments and I need to make three to five times my money on it, but I know that most companies fail, let's call it 70 to 80%. I really need you to show me something that could make me 10 to 100x in order to make up for everybody else in the portfolio. So I need two or three of you to really have outsized returns. And that's why, you know, venture investors invest to those really high sort of pie in the sky ideas. Now, if you're going to instead pay me, like we talked about before, a debt structure, or you're going to have a lifestyle business, then you can do a profit share, you could do a revenue share, you could do an interest rate payout. And then you don't have to worry about having crazy projections. You can just explain how you will return money to people on a monthly, quarterly, or annual basis. Excellent. With that, you have your financial projections, but then you have your milestones or those defined targets. What do you like to see in those defined targets? And yeah, how is that best presented to somebody who's in either a venture capital position or perhaps a debt position where they they offer debt? I mean, I think the best thing you can do is overly communicate with your investors. I love when we have portfolio companies that give me monthly and quarterly updates. I think it's an absolute best practice for yourself and for your investors and team. And so, you know, they're very specific to your business, but some pretty straightforward ones are, you know, how much money have we made? What's our revenue? How much have we kept of it? What's our profit? You know, what's our churn been? So how many clients do we bring in and how many stick with us or how many don't? What's each client worth to us or lifetime values, what that's called? How much does it cost us to acquire a client over time? What are some big wins we had? Did we have some big chunky contracts come through? You know, did we have some wins in the operations of the business or the R&D of it? So whatever your business is, if you want to pick those, let's call it, you know, three to 10 metrics that are most important and update your investors on a monthly and quarterly basis, it doesn't always have to be good. You just have to be able to tell them what went wrong and what you're going to do about it, then you'll see your investors trust you more. And because there's transparency, again, you've removed uncertainty and uncertainty means loosening of the purse strings. Hmm. Wonderful. You know, I've quoted you from our first interview, I've quoted you a number of times where you said the best of the best companies over communicate. And I thought that was just, it was so key. And then to your point there, you really, I think, start to accelerate that speed of trust when you can communicate consistently, the good and the bad. And for those investors, they look at that. And I think it's really, really well-received and well-respected. Yep. I totally agree. Awesome. Let's wrap this up for part two. The next, we're going to be talking part three of our three-part mini-series. And we're going to be talking about something very important, being capitalization tables for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Insider's Guide to Finance. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this with your friends and colleagues so they can benefit as well. You can also subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Play Store. Your support there is really appreciated. For future episodes, if there's a question, topic, or specific person you'd like me to interview, feel free to reach out. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or through my website at creativereturn.ca.